Welcome to Offside, the football podcast. I'm your host, Jop van Eyck. I'm joined by Kieran Morley. Kieran, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm not too bad myself. We've got a uh, a different, what, what would you say, a different segment, a different episode for you today um, called Head to Head, where um, we look and we get two guests uh, in the podcast. Obviously, only Kieran is here because of, uh, what is it, time issues around the world. Yeah. But... We will focus on teams. So, for example, today we look at uh, Chelsea versus Atletico in the Champions League. Obviously, Sergio is an Atleti fan, so we'll get Sergio involved uh, in the second part of this episode. And then we will talk about the teams and then look at the chances of uh, each team going through, et cetera, et cetera. And we'll do the same probably for the Euros as well. So do if you do like it, let us know. And without further ado, Kieran, shall we get started with Chelsea then? Yeah, let's go. So, um, obviously, they're playing Atletico. We are recording this before the Southampton game. So, we don't know who's going to be fit, etc. Because, yeah, we don't know. We can't look into the future like that. Can't predict, can't predict these things. Exactly. So, um, do you quickly want to tell us what you think about Tuchel so far and Chelsea, how they've been doing? Um, yeah, I mean, he's come in. Uh, obviously, first game was 0-0 draw against Wolves. I would say... That would have been a challenging game. I mean, they don't play great football, but um, he's unbeaten since he's come in. Um, we haven't conceded a goal from the opposition yet. I mean, that Rudiger goal was against uh, Sheffield United. That own goal wasn't great. Um, I bet you uh, he wouldn't have been feeling too happy. But um, since he's come in, I think we're just playing so much better football um, compared to what we played with Frank. Uh, and it's, it's good to watch. As a Chelsea fan, it, it gives you... a it gives you uh, some some hope and motivation, I'd say. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's going to be a lot more interesting. I don't know about you, but when when uh, Frank Lampard was uh, head coach of Chelsea, no disrespect, but Chelsea looked like, easy to beat for top teams. Um, I don't have the yeah. statistics of, of Chelsea playing top teams right now, um, but you know they weren't as good. Obviously, they they were eighth when uh, Tuchel came in, and now they're fourth. You know, and they haven't lost yet. Uh, and they've only conceded one goal, which wasn't even from the opposition team, like you said. So, yeah. Well, I mean, we we, we beat top six teams with Frank. I mean, I remember one of the last games of the season we beat um, Man City. Uh, so it was good last season, but I don't know what is, what happened this season with Frank. But obviously, he hasn't lived up to his expectations. Like I said in the special previously. So um, yeah, Tuchel's come in. He's made a good impact, and as you've said, they haven't conceded a goal from the opposition. Um, so it's clearly the structure and he's clearly put in time and it's clearly worth it. And obviously looking at the Champions League now, um, Chelsea obviously still had Lampard when the draw was happening. What were your reactions, first of all, when Frank Lampard was still manager? What were your thoughts? What do you think? Well, if we go back to the Chelsea special, I remember saying we'd be lucky if we get through. I remember saying that. And, um, and I, I just think 
after Tuchel's come in, it's a different different type of football. I think it's a looking going forward to this fixture. I just have a different feeling about it. You know, I, I see the way we're playing football, the amount of chances we have. We just dominate the pitch, and I feel like even though Atletico Madrid are in such great form at the moment, we will still give them a, we'll give them a better game than we would under Frank. Yeah, no, I can only agree with you there. I mean, Frank, when I saw the draw, um, personally, I thought, well, that's Atletico through most likely. Um, obviously, Chelsea still had chances. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like Chelsea were performing like Sunderland in the 2016 season when they just didn't win anything. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, it, it looks different now. You know, the team is um, defensively way stronger than under Frank. Do yeah. you agree? Well, yeah. I mean, you look at the games that Frank was involved in. You look at West Brom, Southampton, you know, drawing 3-3 to West Brom, the way that they play. And you just never had, there was never any, I don't know, conviction. You weren't, you weren't as a fan, you didn't know if your team was going to win. I mean, being a top six team, you ideally want to go into those games and, and, uh, and aim to win those. And if you lose or draw, it's because of something shocking has happened, like they've scored a worldie or something like that. Um, but with with Thomas Tuchel, it's different. You're watching this game and you're going, "Oh, we're absolutely dominating this team." It sort of reminds me of um, like just the way that Man City do it. You know, they just dominate the whole pitch, and um, it's it's just so good to watch as a Chelsea fan to have this type of football back at the club. Do you think the way he plays, um, obviously looking at the score lines, there's not really like one that shoots out. I mean, one 0 against Barnsley, obviously wasn't like on the best pitch. But 2-0 against Spurs, I think it was, yeah. Um, you haven't won by three or four goals yet. So scoring doesn't seem to be the problem necessarily. But, you know, if you right. come up against yeah. maybe a better so, side. So I said, I, I said um, when we were playing, uh, who was it? What was our recent game? Um, oh Newcastle. Newcastle. Newcastle, yeah. We won 2-0 and I said... As soon as we, it seems to be a regular occurrence. As soon as we get the, that two goal mark, we seem to just start, I don't know, sitting back a little bit. Um, which is probably, it, it could be good management from Tuchel because he knows if he, if he sits back after 2 0 and we've got the quality to defend, it means we will most likely win the game. Um, but yeah, it, because he, he does make that substitution, he brings on Kante um, and they play more defensive and we, we create less chances. But I think that's just a managerial preference to keep it at 2-0 and not throw the game away. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's also, um, uh, yeah, like you said, a managerial choice. I remember you were on FaceTime to me and uh, we were, uh, you know, watching the game together live and you were like, oh, well, this is it then. We're not scoring in the second half. And you didn't score in the second half. You just kept 2-0. Yeah. So defensively. Well, right, yeah. I think that's also that's also because I had a bet on the game. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah no to, to be fair you did but you know it, 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 it's something that you could see straight away you were like well this is it yeah. you know they're going to drop back and well, try and well as someone that's someone that's outside the club and looking in and you can see that well clearly they've they've, they've clearly worked on it and training and stuff like that like they probably do have that defensive mindset once they're winning so if you can see that as a fan it means that they've clearly worked on it in the training ground yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, I mean, if I look at teams, I'd rather have that when you go two, two, two nil up, when you've got a comfortable margin. Then why would you risk it necessarily to get yeah. a third goal? Well, it, it, and the thing is, it's not like it's a 
it's not like it's Mourinho to sit back after one nil and like have six people back. We we keep our we keep our uh, our defenders back, and one midfield sits in fr- one midfielder sits in front of it. And it's not like we're parking the bus, but we're just not creating as many attacking opportunities as we were trying to get the first two goals. Do you, do you think it's it's going to be more difficult against a side like Atletico to create chances? I mean, they've conceded oh, yeah. only fourteen goals this season, so. You know, and then looking at, at Chelsea, do you think they might be going out of their comfort zone, if that makes sense? Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's, we do play more of a possession football now. Um, so it, it really depends. I don't think, um, well, Atletico Madrid, as you said, don't like to concede goals. But I think if we're able to keep the ball and create really good chances, because we have we've created so many chances. It's just obviously some players haven't been as clinical as they should be. I mean, even though Werner got a goal and an assist, he still could have had an extra one or two. And if we if we are clinical in those in those stages, I think we could we could possibly win this win this fixture. But um, I, I just think if we're clinical and because we can create chances, and then after we're up, he obviously likes to go a little bit more defensive. I think we've got we've got a chance at winning. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, in the recent years, if you look at Atletico, for example, um, your yeah. opponent, obviously. So, you know, they, they haven't been as good as in, in creating chances necessarily, right? Because they were always used to be, what, playing back, um, you know, sit back and, and, and score one goal. Yeah. That was basically the image around Diego Simeone, the, the image around Atletico. So, But I think this season is different. I mean, if you look at Marcos Llorente, for example, He's, he's, what, eight goals, seven assists, so the most creating mid, creative midfielder in goal contributions this season. So, yeah, I mean, it will be very interesting if Chelsea do go 1-0 um, up to see what happens. Like, Well, what, I do think, I do think do? if we do, if, if we get, what, two goals, um, I, I think this is, like, Tuchel may, if we get those two goals or whatever, I think Tuchel may not ha- use that option to defend because we are, it is, obviously a two-legged game so I think maybe he won't go for that defensive approach because he'll want to score more away goals so he might he might play he might use this game as sort of like our first half against Newcastle you know attack attack create opportunities and then maybe the second fixture he'll play how we did in the second half against Newcastle maybe start Kante um, play more defensive players instead of having like say hudson Odoi on the right wing back, maybe start James or something like that. Just be, keep keep it more solid at the back. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that would be a logical um, strategy. Um, but if you look at Newcastle, if you look at the game, did you think that the goals were clear cut? I mean, I remember Mason Mount shooting from distance, you know, going into Rosette. Yeah. Um, players just, like, it wasn't as played out, like, you know, you tiki-taka through the whole defence and the sweaty goal. I mean, if you look at the Werner goal, it was a bit lucky or jammy. It wasn't a great fit. It was it was a good goal, but it wasn't like, you know, oh, well done. We really outplayed them, if that makes sense. So do you think that will have a... Is, is that going to be an issue? Well, I, I think we did outplay them, but obviously, so as I said, Werner and all of them lot got chances that we didn't we didn't take. Like Werner, as I said, could have got two or three. Um, but obviously, Werner got quite lucky with his goal. Um, but he also created a really good goal in the first... Um, for Olivier Giroud so I, I think we created see the first goal we created the opportunity Werner created it it was good I mean obviously it was a bit lucky of where the ball ended up and how Giroud finished, finished it but 
we still created those chances. It's just about being clinical, to be honest, because, you know, Werner does have these chances. He can finish them. Abraham obviously um, got got injured. So obviously he went off as well. So it, it was questionable. Like that could have, that could have, it's questionable. That could have even been a penalty um, against Abraham. But obviously I'm not a referee. I can't say shit. Yeah, I mean, personally, I don't think it was a penalty. Uh, if you look at where he puts his leg, it looks like it intentionally puts his leg in front of the player so that he will get hit. I mean, there's plenty of other things he could have done, personally, but what are yeah. your thoughts? Well, I thought he was running and he got clipped from behind. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to stick out my leg like that. Like, the way, how fast they were running, that that looks like it would cause injuries. Like, especially, because I'm pretty sure he slid in yeah. a little bit. Like, he was extending. And I know if I put my leg out and his studs clutch my ankle, I'm... If I've got the chance to be out for six weeks, I'm not going to take that. Yeah, because do you know what the injury is now or how long is he out for? No, I have not seen that. No, I don't think it has been that. Uh, maybe because of privacy reasons, I don't know. And that, that hasn't been uh, made public yet. But, I mean, if you go and look then um, defensively, you'd say that Chelsea are a very solid side at the moment. Uh, attackingly, uh, a few one nils, a few 2 nils. Um does that obviously there was were against weaker defensive sides? Do you think a defensive side like Atletico with the really good discipline as well? I mean, it's something you haven't faced yet. Oh uh, well, I mean, we played Burnley. Burnley are quite a good defensive team. You know, they only win one, games like one 0 if they are to win. Um, as you see against Liverpool, you know, they had a one 0 win. I think um, I think Burnley have a good good defense. You know. And I, I and I and I still think we outperformed them on the day. So obviously they're not Atletico Madrid quality, but I think it will be it will be obviously interesting to watch. But it it really depends on how we how we attack and if we are clinical. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but if you so Burnley's defensively strong, um, but I think they're just a little tear on the on the Atletico's defensive and and the discipline they've got in their team. I mean, they, they like to play a three at the back with like really similar systems to what Tuchel has because you, you know how you have Hudson and Doyle on the right. They've got Carrasco on the left. So, you know, it's, it, we kind of like a, a matchup like between uh, two managers with like almost the same playing style now. Well, yeah, we um, that's what happened for the... Um, I remember it was under Conte. Uh, every time we... As soon as we started that back three... Um, and use the wing backs. I remember uh, our Arsenal and Manchester United both tried to use them against us, um, and it didn't work out for them. But I think hopefully we can beat them at their own game. I guess. Yeah, I think it'd be. Yeah, I think it'd be a very difficult game. So now looking at maybe the the potential lineup, what do you think would be? the best way to, to go ahead and 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 go for and uh, yeah challenge Atletico to uh well I mean if we're going obviously we're gonna try and go for goals, get away goals. So I think um I love how Kepler's back in goal. I love that. Um as for Liquido, uh it's just a normal normal back three Christensen, Zuma obviously T uh, uh Rudiger, sorry. Obviously um Thiago Silvers is still out. Um and then I put Hudson Adore on the right um, and it is questionable. I mean, Marcus Alonso or Chilwell. I think Marcus Alonso is more an attacking wing back, so I'd probably play Marcus Alonso and then Jorginho and Kovacic in the middle. Um, 
And then if Abraham's fit and is able to play, maybe him over Giroud. Um, but I mean, Giroud's been quite good this season in the Champions League. So maybe Werner, Giroud and Mount. Yeah, I mean, do you think the arrival of Thomas Tuchel obviously had a fact, sort of effect on certain players like Ziyech and, and like you mentioned, maybe even Ben Chilwell? Do you think that is, because they're obviously new signings, do you think that that will sit well with the fans or do you think the fans will might, when the results obviously are good, the fans are like, yeah, like he's bossing it, he's, he's amazing. But when maybe yeah. things go sour in the future, do you think, and he's still playing with Marcus Alonso and still not playing like Ziyech or, or, or Havertz, for example, and Werner's, for example, not doing very well, do you think that will have an effect? So, so you're predicting that everything's going to go south? No, saying? but like <laughs> everything at some stage will go, like if you have like a bad run of form, so yeah. towards the end of the season maybe, and uh, or you get hit by some injuries and you start losing, yeah. or Marcus Alonso's then for example, uh, playing very poorly, do you think, and he still holds on to, to him, do you think that will annoy the fans? Um, Potentially, obviously. Well, it, it would, the question is, would Tuchel make that decision to stay with Marcus Alonso if he was playing poorly? I mean, that's that's a managerial choice, so that's up to him, but um, yeah, I, 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 me personally, I could see ZH playing on the right, so you go Werner, on the left, Giroud up top and Ziyech on the right. Because um, obviously Mount, Mount plays, but he's questionable. You know, some games he'll be he'll be playing really well. Some games he'll have shots, as you said, into the Rose Z. Um, but I think with Hudson-Odoi on that, at that right wing back position, it allows Mount to, to drift onto the left-hand side and it gives all that space to Hudson-Odoi. So I think what even if things went south, I think people would, I don't know, as long as Tuchel can have that picture of football that he's playing on the pitch. I, 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 don't, I don't see the Chelsea fans getting annoyed at it. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, obviously he chose for Kepa, I think against Newcastle. He played a pretty solid game, I thought. He wasn't making any mistakes. He was very confident. Yeah. But after the game, he obviously said that Edouard Mendy is the number one, um, even, I think, in cup games. So, you know, <laughs> I like to see it when, when managers, you know, especially because he's new, he's shuffling around. Obviously, Mendy's the number one. We know that. Um, we yeah. knew that when he came in because of the amount of errors uh, Kepa made. Yeah. Do you think it's the same case with players or is he now really starting to get down a, a starting 11 for the for the remaining of the season? Or do you think he's still experimenting with certain players? I reckon he's got the defence and midfield set because obviously he isn't starting Kante. So it's clear that Kante is probably most likely going to be used as substitutes playing more defensive football. Um, but it feels like he's very set on the back five. Obviously, when Thiago Silva's in, he'll keep he'll put Thiago Silva in. But I think he's very set on that defence in midfield. Um, but he, I don't think he's really set on the attacking options because obviously he wants Werner to get those goals and get back to the form that he was in. Um, but obviously, you've also got like even Havertz can play forward, and Havertz hasn't lived up to the billing. Um, You've got Abraham Giroud that he's still shuffling around. He has no idea. Ziyech has been left out of the squad a few times um, out of the starting 11. So, um, and he seems to like Mount as well. So I reckon he's still gambling the, with the front three. Um, but I feel like he's got his mind set on the midfield and defence. I think I've, I can definitely agree with you on the, on the defence. But I mean, I don't know if you saw the clip on the Sky Sports Instagram where you saw two whole, like being like uh, having a fun time very with, Kante. with Kante. Yeah, yeah very happy yep. so you know 
he came on what in like the seventy fifth minute or something. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, well, and well, he maybe he's maybe happy. he's just happy that he's maybe he's just happy he's doing his job. You know, he's brought him on to not concede a goal, and we don't concede a goal. Maybe he's just happy that he's he's done his job. Yeah, and, and do you think though, like, do you think he will start with the same attacking midfield against Atletico, or do you think maybe a Cante to secure because because Atletico no, are dangerous? I think second second fixture we'll start Cante. I reckon if he's trying to not concede, deal. Well, it depends really on the on the situation. Like obviously, if we lose, we aren't going to start Cante in the second fixture. But if we're winning, um, then we don't obviously want to concede away goals and we don't want to concede at all basically so I reckon he will start Kante for the second game uh, but I'd, I I could just only see him coming on as a sub uh, in the first fixture yeah that makes sense I mean if you go out and play away you want to you know get the advantage in scoring goals um, so I can definitely see, definitely see that well uh, I think also also um, it also allows us as you said like Chilwell being rotated and stuff like that. I think it also allows, like, if we want to play more defensive, maybe start Chilwell instead of Marcus Lundgren because Marcus Lundgren likes to bomb forward. Um, and that's the same with James and hudson Doy. Obviously, hudson Doy has all that area to uh, to attack into that he, he likes to likes to have, whereas James is more of a... Obviously, he does attack, but he's also a defensive-minded right-back. So, just gives it a few options. Yeah, I mean, um, Cam hudson Doy is obviously... What a, a, a more he's not really a right wing back, is he? He's more of a right winger, so you know, um, yeah. James has more of a but, it's good tackling yeah, wise and defensively. I, I think, I think Hudson Adoy is performing really well in that right wing back position. Obviously, he's not as defensively strong, but he's it because, as I said, Mount moves over to that left hand side and just creates all that space for Hudson Adoy to get the ball and just attack the full backs. And I think that's what Tuchel really wants because I think he really likes Hudson Adoy. Yeah, I think that Hudson Odoi is attackingly way better than um, uh, than James, and he's obviously way better at dribbling as well. Um, and James is obviously also very good attackingly. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's not like yeah. Aaron Wan-Bissaka where you can't just get across in. But it'd be interesting because obviously you can play Havertz there as well, maybe, or where Mount is playing, um, and, and Ziyech. Do do you think? Because, like you said, it allows Mount to to like have a bit of a more free role uh, in that midfield. Yeah. Do you think maybe that is suited better for for Havertz or Ziyech? Um, well, I mean, Havertz is yet to be able to show that he can make it into the starting eleven. But um, I think it it would probably be ideal for maybe Ziyech because you know he he was what at Ajax quite creative and obviously worked out for him um, but yeah I think I don't know maybe Mount's just got a, bit, a better impression on the manager I don't know um, so that's probably why he's taken that role yeah, I think Mount is uh, well, as you say a teacher's pet really isn't he I mean that's what it looks like to to everyone I mean he's obviously working hard which is fair play to him so maybe that gives him maybe the edge over over the others well, yeah, true. I mean, it is for it's what happened under Lampard and Southgate, so maybe. Yeah. Um, then just to finish this part off, um, let's get down to to what you're gonna think is gonna happen and maybe a prediction. Let's hear it. Ooh. Um, I reckon if Chelsea are the win, which I hope happens, I hope it's a a two-one win to Chelsea in the first leg. 
2-1 win. Who do you think is going to score if you had to make that prediction? Um, I reckon I'll give Werner a goal and Hudson at the way a goal. Wow. I mean, for me personally, if if I was going to say 2-1, two, two, I think maybe more the likes of Giroud would get a goal over Hudson. I yeah. Think, I think if you because they obviously have Oblak in goal who's like the best goalkeeper in the world so I can't really I mean it's obviously it depends it could be a tap-in for Hudson to die so yeah you know but, but yeah you would take a 2-1 Hudson, Hudson Adoy also got a goal against Manuel Neuer last season don't forget about that mate yeah true <laughs> true um, or was it offside I don't Maybe it was offside. <laughs> Maybe I don't. God, um, but yeah, I would. I would take a two-one. Obviously, it, it would be nice to get a win, especially in the first leg. Get the two away goals, um, and I, and because we haven't conceded a goal in the Premier League, maybe we are. We would be able to, you know, play that defensive football the second second leg and make it. I don't know, one-one or something like that. Yeah. So you're gonna go with the maybe more attacking approach. In the first half, do you think you get the two goals in the first half or one in each half mm. or two late goals? I reckon I reckon they might they might score score first and then we'll get a goal in the first half and then get another one in the second half. Oh, that is very interesting. I, I mean, yeah, if you, I mean the run of form of Atletico at the moment isn't well, it's good still, like they're obviously top of the league, etc. But yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting to see what will happen. Um do you have anything to add, Kieran, before uh, we leave? Because I think that's it. Well, I think, uh, I hope Sergio listens to this and realises that Atletico Madrid are trash and uh, <laughs> Chelsea Chelsea going to go through. Yeah, well, ladies and gentlemen, we are getting them both in the Zoom call um, because that is what we wanted. But like I said, because of time zones and, ex- and those kind of things in schools, um, we couldn't today. But when the first leg is played... We've got more of an understanding who's winning and who's, you know, who's doing, uh, who's in poor position for the second leg. So that would be very interesting to get those guys uh, together and to just to let the, the what was it, the sh- chat shitting begin. Is that the <laughs> word? I'll tell you what would be really, would be really exciting if, obviously, if I'm awake for it, to have maybe an Instagram live with me, you and Sergio, um, just watching the game together, maybe. That is a very good chat. Yeah, well, that's a good chat. Let, let us know. I don't I don't know um, because Kieran obviously watches with his... Uh, Kieran. Sergio obviously watches with his dad. His whole family is Atletico fans. So I don't know if, if Sergio will join, but uh, we can definitely do an Instagram live. It'd be in- interesting yep. um, to see. And then, yeah, you can get you can see our live reactions to the game. Obviously, uh, I'm, I'm neutral. I'm neutral. So, yeah. Or am I? Who neutral. Knows? Good. <laughs> I remember right. you wearing an Atletico Madrid shirt. Yeah, I do have one. I do have one. But at the same time, I do have a Real Madrid shirt. So, you know. Uh, fake uh, fan. A fake fan, indeed. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that was it. Uh, we'll get Sergio in for the second half of this episode. And, uh, yeah, thank you, Kieran, for joining us as per usual. Uh, thanks for it's your pleasure. And for your, you know, time. Uh, no yeah, we worries. appreciate it. Make sure you go check out Kieran on the Instagram. Kieran, what's the Instagram? at Kieran Morley but make sure you check out our Instagram it's more important <laughs> yeah to be fair no not to be fair but yeah go check us out as well uh, Offside Football Podcast on Instagram and if you want to email us etc it's Offside Football 
uh, at gmail.com. So yeah, like I said, the second half will be with uh, with uh, Sergio. Jesus Christ, I'm getting all these fucking names mixed up. <laughs> um, and yeah, you will hear that in the same episode. So be uh, yeah, cool. All right, thank you, Kieran, for joining us. Cheers, and, man. Uh, we'll see you later. Yeah, so now I'm joined by Sergio, the Atleti fan, who is now going to talk to us about the chances that Atletico have against Chelsea. So we get the different perspective from the different fan, which is which I find quite interesting. Sergio, first of all, how are you? I'm doing great. Kind of nervous for this game, but I'm always, as always, happy to be here. Be here. How are you doing, Not bad myself. Had an interesting chat to Kieran, what he thought. Um which I'm not going to tell you because I didn't tell Kieran what you were thinking. So um, you're kind of nervous. Can you elaborate on that? Well, why is that? It's, it's a lot game. to play for. Not only Simeone's reputation, Atleti's reputation. Also, it's Chelsea and obviously Kieran sports Chelsea. So the mockery if we lose will be unbelievable. As well as other friends that I have. Um, it's Champions League at the end of the day. We want to win. If we're going to win a that any year the Champions League it's going to be this one because we have a very strong squad and uh, yeah it's just a big game big game yeah I mean also, I, I don't the fixtures yeah go on we had a match on Wednesday we have a match to, well Wednesday we have a match on the 20th of February and then we played Chelsea on the 30th on the 23rd sorry but I know Chelsea also plays on the 20th so both teams are going to be very rested this game and obviously they have to travel to Romania which is 2,000 kilometers for Chelsea and 3,000 for Atleti and there's a home game for Atleti so yeah yeah I mean it's very unfortunate you can't play at home I mean we we'll definitely feel like two teams are playing away from home it's not really an advantage um, obviously but I also don't think you will hear the end of it if, if, if Chelsea go through like Kieran is just going to keep going on about it that's what I reckon. And all your mates are going to keep going on about it. So there's a lot on the line. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I will get violated if we lose. But, you know, it's, it's a strong Chelsea team, man. It's a strong Chelsea yeah. team. They haven't conceded a goal from opposition since Tuchel got to the team. And yeah, we, we've been struggling these past few games. Obviously, we've yeah. got a bunch of injuries. I mean, three Stuff wins and two draws uh, from the last five games. I mean, it's still good. Like you haven't lost, right? So, um, no, but I mean, for example, for the game that we have against Levante, the second game, one we have tomorrow from when we're recording this on the twentieth, we can't play with Trippier because obviously he's banned. Savage and Saul both have yellow cards, so they can't play. Uh, Dembele has coronavirus. Herrera has coronavirus. Carrasco is injured. He, they confirmed it today. And he won't play then, and it's it's probably he's probably not going to play in the Chelsea game, and he's a very important player for the Atleti squad. However, Tom Lamar has come back from coronavirus, and uh, he can play tomorrow against Chelsea as well. So let's hope the players start coronavirus get back to peak fitness for the Chelsea game. Yeah, obviously it's it's hard to maintain fitness when you're literally dying I, I don't know yeah. I mean it's it's the coronavirus so I don't know uh, what you get and how badly ill you feel because fortunately enough I haven't had it yet and I don't think you have either so no, we're very fortunate in that regard um, so we're going to quickly um, discuss what, what the Atletico's chances are 
uh, against, a, like uh, like Sergio said, a tough Chelsea side. But before we do, I, I, I want to drop one question. Do you think La Liga's reputation is on the line? Because you're obviously 10 points yes. ahead or whatever it is. And, and if you drop out, and I'm not saying that Real Madrid will drop out, but they're more likely, to, you know, they're, they're not going to get far in my in my opinion. Yeah, I think there's a lot on the line for Atletico Madrid representing the country as well because obviously Barcelona lost 4-1 at home. Sevilla lost 3-2 at home. And uh, Real Sociedad lost 4-0 against Real Madrid in the Europa League. Obviously, uh, Villarreal and Granada beat Napoli, which is a decent team, and Salzburg, which is a Champions League team. But they won't really talk about that. They'll talk about the Champions League. And Real Madrid play Atalanta. They could represent Spain as well. But I think it's especially at Madrid because of what you said, a 10-point gap. Well, yeah, a 10-point gap or 9-point gap, whatever it is now. It's just really going to have to... At least he's going to have to put on a show to surprise all the teams, surprise the world. Because, obviously, we play different. I mean, I got my mate to watch an Atleti game, a La Liga game. And he just thought it was so boring because Spanish teams just play possession and English teams just attack. Because, like, for example, I'm pretty sure in the Sevilla game, Sevilla had, like, 60% possession or something like that. And it was, like, 65 at one point in the match. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a lot to play for, again, like you said. So, you have to represent Spain. Yeah, I, I definitely think um, La Liga's reputation is on the line, especially because, you know, Real Madrid and, and Barcelona aren't the super clubs that they, they, they used to be, like, three, four seasons ago. Um and now Atletico has stepped up. So it's going to be interesting to see how far they can push it. Uh, obviously, they are having a very good season. I mean, I think Suarez is, had, is, is having his the, yeah, the best season of his life right now. Um, anyone. The best debut season for a club in the Liga in the whole history. Yeah. That's, in terms of goals. Yeah, that's phenomenal, isn't it? I mean, talk to me about the players who you think are, are the outstanding players uh, in, in this season for Atletico. Oh, Black, obviously, great player. Just a life saver. Even though he doesn't make many saves, when he does, they're all crucial. Because we don't really concede any shots. Well, we used to. Um, I take Kieran Trippier. That's very key as well at the start of the season. We helped on the attack on the right with Marcos Llorente. But now, obviously, he's banned. Talking about Marcos Llorente, key player. He's got eight goals and seven assists in the league as a midfielder. Or so. He can play either as a midfielder. I can. A right back, a force nine, he played whenever. He plays a CDM as well. It's just nice to see him running around, you know. He's a very sick guy. He puts work in. I also say two defenders have been really good. Uh, Marcos Hermoso, Mario Hermoso, sorry. Jesus Christ. Mario Hermoso, he's really good. He's got a few goals as well. And he's just been... The, the way he passes the ball to Carrasco, I'm pretty sure almost as the highest passes from a centre-back into the final third of the other uh, of the opposition in the whole of the Liga. But Moss is very good. He's very solid defensively as well. He's a bit slow, so Hudson or Doi could exploit that. But to do that, uh, Simeone obviously, Carrasco is injured where he normally plays left wing-back now. He put Lodi, who is a bit more defensive, to try help cover for Amoso. Savage, underrated, in my opinion. Very good ball-playing defender. Um, yeah, and obviously, Shao Felix, he played well in the Champions League. Can't really talk about him. Strauss explains for himself. I'd say also, 
Goke is key to the team because of just his passion and the way he presses, he never stops running. He's a true leader. Without Koke, we're not going to win if he doesn't play. And Thomas Lamar has actually been playing very well. He's helping uh, build up the attack a lot. Maybe he might not get assists and goals, but the way he builds up the attack creates a lot of chances, which is always good. Yeah, I mean, I reckon one player you missed out on there is, is Angel Correa. Um, yeah. He's very yeah. good as well. I mean, he's got the most assists, I think, on Suarez himself. I think five or seven, something like that, I heard. Um, so, yeah. And then, like, I think Spurs, Chelsea and Atletico play in a kind of similar way. Uh, like, if you look at the formations, especially, yeah, like, no. you know, with Carrasco and, and Hudson-Odoi, like they're both on uh, the the wings, uh, operating as a left wing slash right wing back. So, um, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's a new formation that a lot of teams might take on. But obviously, because we're not going to have Carrasco or Trippier, well, the attacking threats when we play with that three back formation or that five back, whatever you want to call it. Um, we have to play Lodian, Vasalco, or Mark Sorrentes right back which could always work. Um, but I don't think we're going to have that much. We're going to be that good attacking-wise if we don't have those players on the wings, but we'll have to see. I mean, Chelsea attacked with Marcus on, so sorry. <laughs> At the end of the day, can't really compare, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the same with like, um, you know how you have um, Yannick Carrasco, and the backup is 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 the left back, right? So the same is with Reese James and Hudson Odoi. Reese James is the right back. So you know, um, if Carrasco is playing, which I doubt now since you said he's injured, but if he was, then you know, and, and you're winning, you could always bring on Lodi, right? Or even maybe yep. so Hermoso on the left, right? And he's um, a bit too slow. He places the left centre back, so he plays well. He's not fast enough, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. you can always play Saul at left back. He's played there a few times. Yeah, what's happened to Saul this season? Quickly. Um, I think it's stuff behind the scenes because he still shows his passion, but he's not really up to top standard. I also know that he used to have a problem with his liver, like a really serious problem. So maybe that's affecting him. But um, yeah, I don't know. Saul this year isn't really doing it, but everyone has their bad seasons. Yeah, it's a bit in and out of this, uh, in and out of the squad, um, right? Uh, see him sometimes come on, see him sometimes not starting. I look at the the side and I see Condogbia in there, or you know Herrera, but obviously he's got COVID right now. And I was like, where's Saul? He's not injured, surely. Yeah, I guess. I mean, Condogbia's actually actually played very well. I don't know if you saw his game against, uh, I think it was Cadiz. Yeah, yeah. Where it was really solid. Like 20 ball and 20 ball retrievals, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of nuts. Yeah, I mean, he played a very solid game that game. Um, do you think he'd be starting Kondogbia, Simeo? Or do you think, uh, what, what's the formation you think he's going to start off with against uh, Chelsea? Knowing that Basalka, not Basalka, Lodi will play, I think we might go for more. Okay, so I think we're going to play Oblak and then we'll play Savage. Jimenez, Hermoso, with Jimenez in the middle, Hermoso on the left, Savage on the right. Play Saul as our left back. 
Marcus Llorente as our right back. We'll play Condogbia as a CDM. Now we'll put Goge and Lamar as the two other centre mids. And then up front you put Joao and Suarez. Because we put Condogbia because he's more defensive than Goge. And if he wants to cover that Mason Mount role, that Chelsea re-exploits at that number 10 role because Condogbia, such long legs, he makes it to those places, you know? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think the game plan um, is to, to win by a lot or is it just to win by one or two goals? Because Atletico this season, I want to make sure that to clear to everyone, isn't the same Atletico we've seen in previous seasons where they just score one goal and sit back. They've actually scored, I think, 41 goals this season or 49 goals this season. Yeah, was it? the second highest scoring team in the in La Liga. I think we're going to go try to get as many goals as possible. Because then in the second game, we could just be a bit more defensive if we need. If we go in with a 2-0 lead, then, I mean, we... I'm pretty sure we scored in every game since the Champions League Bayern game where we lost 4-0 back in October or something like that. And we had two draws that after the season was 0-0, but I don't think we've... And obviously in that Copa but we've scored in every game, even if... And we normally come from behind us all. So attacking-wise, I think we'll score in both matches. Yeah, I mean, Even though Chelsea does have a very solid defence. But I think if we go with a 2-0 lead into the second game, we just score one goal and they have to score a three or four against us. Yeah, have to score four. So I think we'll go, we'll play like we are normally playing in the Liga for the first game at least. Yeah, I, I really think that's that's probably going to be... Possession attacking, yeah. I think this is going to be the best game because it's nil-nil. Like, whereas, of course, if the, if the game ends nil-nil, right, it's been a pretty poor game. Because you know you love goals and in, in football, etc. But I feel like both teams are going to come out to win, not to sit back. Whereas with other teams in the Champions League, you can kind of guess that they're going to sit back a little bit more. Then I think this is probably the most exciting game um, in the Champions League right now. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I see the PSG Barca game was more exciting. But from the next week, I'd definitely say the Atleti Chelsea game is the one that you really want to watch. But I mean, yeah. talking about Chelsea, when it comes to their attack, to their attack, they're not very good finishers, and Atletico doesn't give a lot of chances for someone to finish. So yeah, that that's, could, what, that's why I said to Kieran as well. It's like mm-hmm. you know, Werner against uh, Newcastle got a bunch of chances, but. You know, he only finished one champion. Yeah. And obviously, Darlow, the the Newcastle goalkeeper, isn't on the same level as All Black. I don't think anyone is on the same level as All Black. So, you know, that's a huge advantage for Atletico. I don't think Chelsea's going to be ready for the way that Atleti defends. Because Atleti defends with a very solid shape. And one one man goes out to the person with the ball. And they just go out to the ball and then if they pass it, they'll go back into formation. And I don't think the work Chelsea will be able to cope with that Letty's work rate work rate. Because I've watched a few Chelsea games. I see them walking around a lot. If I'm not gonna lie. I'm not trying to like throw any shade or be a dickhead, but I see that sometimes that they're not really running all the time. Whereas I think Atletico players have to run or they'll get subbed off. Because Simeone just won't have it if they're not running. 
Yeah, I mean, I think this is Tuchel's biggest test. I, I, I mean, so Kieran uh, compared your defense to Burnley's defense, right? A bit, I thought it was a bit over the top. Um, but I can mm. see where he's coming from. Obviously, Burnley's a very solid defensive side. Obviously, beat Liverpool one nil. You know, don't give away that many many chances. Um, would you agree that you obviously you're like, but I would say you're like Burnley's defense then in the Premier League with Liverpool's attack, for example, Manchester City's attack. So you got the best of both. I mean, we haven't really been that good defensively lately. We've been seeing a lot of goals in the in the past games. I'm not really sure why. So that's why I think maybe we might go a bit. I think we'll go attack in the first one and then we'll go defensive in the second because we're not being that defense strongly offense defensively strong. That's what we put Kundogbi, I think. But um I wouldn't say our attack is that good. I say we have a very wide attack and we just take our chances. Like this season we're creating a lot of chances, but because we're keeping a lot of the ball. So we've become a lot more possession-based team as a whole. We're not really countering that much as we used to do. So, I mean, I know Chelsea lost half possession as well. So, I guess it might be a bit of a slow game, which we don't really love. But if, the, if one goal is scored in the early minutes or in the first half, then it'll make the game a lot more interesting. I mean, yeah, like you said, you aren't like the team that, that had like a 36% possession every game, even against Ibar, for example. You know, you're now a team that has like 70, 80% possession against. You know, uh, the little sides and even 60 to, to 50% against the big sides. So you, know, you can really tell that this season is, is a different Atletico to, to last season. I don't think people understand or, or, or get that yet. I think they're looking at Barcelona and, 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 and Real Madrid saying, oh, well, they're shit. So, of course, the better team is going to go and win the league. But if you look at Atletico's way of playing now, it's, yeah, it's, like, it's revived. It's new. It's different. It, it's spicy. I like it a lot. Yeah, I guess we just need that one transition year, which was last year. Where we signed up quite a few new players and they just had to get used to the squad. Yeah, attackingly as well, attacking uh, your front line. We I mean, you've got six, virus. seven players that, that can play up top. You know, so I mean, stacked. As a, as a nine, we have Suarez and we have Dembele, who has coronavirus. I don't know if he'll be able to be in the bench. Obviously, you've got Correa and Shaw that can play force nine. Marcus Rendi can play in the force nine as well. Tom Lamar can play full sign. We don't have many target men, but we have a lot of people that help build up the attack creators. Yeah, and also one thing I think is going to give you the edge over over um, the likes of Chelsea is the likes, you've got Suarez, right? He's not only good at scoring goals, but so passionate, right? You know, he he's really, become very passionate, yeah. At the start of the really season, changed. he wasn't running a lot, but now he's really showing his passion, which I like. Yeah, it's really helping other players as well. I heard uh, often on the pitch, you know, really trying to get the best out of them. So, you know, that's always a good team spirit. Then when the new player arrives and you know he's, he's taking everyone on and he's, he's good with everyone, it really helps. And I think with Koke as well, you've got really solid two players or even three players with Jan Black as well, just you know, captaining the team. Whereas with with Chelsea, I think it's Aspilicueta who's been there for a long time, but doesn't have the same. Stat, stature or as, as a Luis Suarez coming in or, or no black has or Koke with like I mean, 500 appearances almost yeah I mean I'd say that Aspie's a very good captain uh, like uh, Chelsea's a good team obviously but also like so that uh, this is a 
family more. Because if you see every goal that Atleti scores, they celebrate together. You see like Mbappe score. When he scored the goals, he ran by himself to the corner for that goal. There was no one there. You see the big teams not celebrating together. If a team works together, then they'll win the match. It doesn't matter if you have the best person in the world. If you have players that know each other and know how to play with each other, they'll win. So that's why I think Atleti might edge over Chelsea as well. Because Chelsea hasn't had that one year for all the players to get used to Chelsea, whereas we had it last year. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, talk to me like a Chelsea fan, like a passionate Chelsea fan. What would your point be that Chelsea's going to be at Atleti? I mean, they, to be honest, I don't think they will. But if I had to be a Chelsea fan, I'd say um, that Tuchel hasn't actually conceded from our, from our opposition team, like you said, I think at the start, and mm-hmm. we've mentioned at the start of the episode as well. Um, so that's a positive you can always hang on to. Um, but then, you, I don't know. Um, they don't really, they've I mean, got eight goals in six games, uh, five clean sheets from the six games as well. So defensively strong, um, but I'm a bit worried that um, this is their first big test because I don't see Spurs as a good team anymore. Yeah, that's what uh, I was going to say. When did... So, um, Tuchel has come in and he hasn't really played that many big games. I mean, they either went to Wolves, it was his first game, obviously, but they did draw in that. Wolves is a decent team. They beat Burnley. That's decent. Spurs. I mean, Spurs should just Spurs. expect a lot more than than what is going on at Spurs at the moment. Which we'll get into another episode. What what's going wrong at Spurs, etc. Because there is a lot going wrong, in my opinion. I mean, if Chelsea's played, uh, let me just go to the Premier League table. Because obviously, I know that he drew against eleventh Levante. But obviously, we don't have all our players available. But I mean, Chelsea's play against 20th, uh, plays Sheffield United, 17th, uh, Newcastle, played against 12th, Wolves, we've played against 15th, Burnley, Barnsley. I mean, the only team in the top 10 that Chelsea has played against is Tottenham, and then really not in shape in a good form either. So Chelsea's been performing well because they have, and it's a strong team, but performing against lower tier sides. First, I mean, Atleti. Let me just check out Atleti. Atleti's previous games. I mean, played Celta, Granada, Cadiz. I mean, they're all in the bottom half as well. I wouldn't say the 20. I don't think any of them are so low. If we look at Atletico's last five games, for example, let me just quickly check. We have Levante. We obviously are 11th. They did beat Real Madrid, to be fair. We have Granada, who are 8th, and they beat Napoli. That's not a bad team. Celta Vigo, 9th, drew against them, which isn't very good. I mean, we beat Cadiz, 4-2. Cadiz is... What's Cadiz? 15th, so you expect that. Um, and yeah, we beat Sevilla, 2-0. So that was a big game. We beat Valencia 3-1 as well. I mean, we've been playing decent teams. Not the bomb bomb of the league, not the highs of the league, but they're all right teams. So, I mean, yeah, we'll have to, and obviously you could argue our bottom tier Premier, bottom tier Premier League sides are better than middle tier uh, La Liga sides, but you can't really say that because they haven't really played against each other. And also, I think Granada obviously beat Napoli, so again, isn't isn't the easiest team to beat. Um, 
by any means. So it's going to be a very interesting game. Uh, just before we round it up, your prediction on the game? I'll give mine at the end. The first game? Yeah, just the first game because the second game we're going to get, have you two in the Zoom call together, hopefully. So, yeah. I'm going to say 2 0. 2 0. Go on. 2 1, Chelsea. I was expecting him to say Chelsea 2 1. I'm between 2 0 and 2 1 for Letty. I'm going to say 2 0 because I just have a feeling that that will be the score. What well, what's your prediction? I'm going to say 3 0 Atletico. 3 0, that's a big score. Atletico don't score like that. Well, well, this year they do. This year they do. New year, new Atletico. If we win 3 0, we pretty much, like, unless we just can see. Oh, don't, don't, say that. don't say that. Don't say that. Go on now. Don't say that. You're doing something. Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like, even if we score three, one, if we, even if we score one at Stamford Bridge, if we win five, uh, three nil, Chelsea would have to score five goals. So, you know. I mean, the main thing I think for Atleti is to not concede as. Uh, it's conceded goal, really. At home, um, yeah, not conceded goal. Uh, I mean, just yeah, them, really. We're playing in Romania, man. Yeah, so it's a our bit players, unfortunate. Our players aren't used to that stadium. I mean, I don't think Atleti's lost at home in any competition in years. Uh, I can't think at the moment of you losing at home. Uh, but that streak will continue even if you do lose because you're not playing at home. So, it's a, a win-win situation. <laughs> Let's hope you do win. Um, and I hope that Chelsea turn up as well. Um, do you want to say anything to the listeners? or um, Obviously, listeners, you should follow Atletico. It's a great team for Saleti. You should follow them on the, first, on the socials as well. That's Madrid and all of that because, you know, we are a family. Everyone's accepted. Uh, yeah, to I'm I'm going to say thanks as well to Jakob for editing this episode because obviously there were two parts because you had to record separately because of time zones. So um, thanks to Jakob again, great editor, very talented guy. Make sure you check him out on the socials on our Instagram and on YouTube. We make Slowfire Beats is JMXS Beats, so make sure you do check that out. And, uh, that's all for me. Thank you very much. Hopefully that that he wins. I mean, yeah, hit, hit, hit him up. I wouldn't say hit him up, but yeah, go check out J, uh, J, Jakob. Uh, fantastic guy helping us out majorly. And all of you thousand listeners, I want to thank you for the support recently. You know, we've got listeners in Mexico, the Philippines. You know, that's that's Mr. Worldwide over here, Pitbull. You know what I'm saying? So thank you very much. Uh, go check out our other episodes we've got running right now. Um, check out the Champions League episode, maybe if that goes out before i think that's coming out tonight yeah and then um check out the real madrid special check out anything you want really the week review six is also very funny in my opinion so do all of that good stuff and uh, yeah i hope to see you soon